You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your Houston Texans. And as always, please remember to subscribe to Locked On Texans on all your favorite streaming services. And please remember, once again, my name is Cody Davis, along with my co-host. John, some sports guy Hickman, happy to be back. Sorry about yesterday, uh, not able to get a show out for you guys. Uh, just, you know, life happens. But we are here today to talk about the press conference between Bill O'Brien and the city of Houston media uh, last week. And I, I got to tell you, I know he is on the hottest of seats. I, I, I don't even think Bill O'Brien has a seat anymore. I just believe he is standing right over the fire. But he did say some interesting things that I think we really need to look into, you know, what he said and look at it in a different perspective of, well, if we would continue to do the things we were doing, we would also get the same results. And so it seems like, which we'll talk about in today's show, the change of the shakeup, if you will, is mainly due to trying something different to get a different result. Now, of course, at the end, Cody and listeners at home, the result will come down to whether it's winning and getting over that hump of who cares about the AFC South anymore. You're actually making it to an AFC title game into the Super Bowl, or will this all blow back into your face? So, you know, hey, listen, I, I can't wait to discuss it, and I'm happy to be back today. Now, of course, we still want everybody to stay safe. The draft is coming up. We know this. You may want to have a couple of buddies over, still practice social distancing, but you don't want to drive and get out and, you know, use your gas and inconvenience yourself about being around others that you have absolutely no clue about what they're doing to stay safe. Well, that is where Postmates come in. If you're like me, you're probably starting to think about what to eat for dinner, for draft night, want to get you some wings or the various amount of food you can choose from for lunch or whatever the case is. Postmates is where you need to be. Postmates just doesn't deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens. Go ahead and get you some M&Ms. I know my woman loves them. And 7-Eleven dropping it off right outside of your door. I use Postmates all the time. All you have to do is download Postmates on the iOS or Android. Find your favorites and get them anytime you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDONNFL. The code is LOCKEDONNFL for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmates it. 
Welcome back, everybody. That is taking the time out to listen to Locked On Texans. Of course, where we give you the daily Texans talk news update, where we are talking about a conference full of Bill O'Brien talking to the reporters, asking him questions about the offseason, a lot of the moves that were made, and just the future of this team. And I got to tell you, like I mentioned earlier, we have to look at this thing in a different perspective because Cody, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting uh, a different result. And what I, I want to start this off by saying we all hate that DeAndre Hopkins was traded, just like we all hate what happened with Andre Johnson, just like we all hated what happened with D'Amico Ryan. The list goes on and on. But the fact remains is the Texas have won what was it, four out of the last five AFC South titles, but none of that has equated to a AFC title game, nor a Super Bowl. And I think moving forward, we have to look at all things in every perspective and give things a chance. Now, there were some things that I liked about this conference, but before I even kind of get started and get serious, did y'all see how Bill O'Brien opened the conference up like he was P. Diddy? Like, <laughs> like did you see? He he came on and like, have you seen what I've done? <laughs> did you did you get the, like the, the before he even got into asking questions? Of course, every press conference starts with you know, opening statements, but Bill O'Brien came right out of the gate. Don't question me. Well, I, I, I brought in Gary Young when we needed somebody. I brought in Duke Johnson and helped us out and made big plays. I brought in Vernon Hargraves. I did this. I did this. Where were y'all at? You came right out the gate with fire, with straight heat. And I got to tell you, if you don't want to see your dancing in your videos, that's how <laughs> I, I feel like I was Suge Knight listening to him give his P. Diddy speech. Like you're dancing in everybody's videos right now. We don't wanna. We don't care. And I thought that was real funny. It 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 was funny, but Bill O'Brien, listen, he's tired of everybody coming after him because prior to the DeAndre Hopkins trade, I mean, you're talking about a guy who took on general manager role, and you can possibly say he was pretty decent at his job. Everyone has said that. Even I have said that. But. After the move of departing Hopkins, everybody just came from him, including me. And I'm pretty sure he was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm the one that got us Laramie Tonso and fixed our offensive line. I'm the one that's got a, that got us Kenny Steele, Vernie Hall Grace. Like, he just wanted to let everybody know all the great he has done for this team. Me personally, and, 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 yeah. do I feel that it cover up? The fact that he traded away DeAndre Hopkins? No. Listeners at home, do you feel it cover up trading away DeAndre Hopkins? No. He just wanted to remind people of his accolades. And he even mentioned that throughout the uh, conference at some point. Gosh, I wish I would have, you know, wrote that mark down. But he mentioned that. I know you guys are pissed off, especially what he said. I know y'all mad at me. You think I give a damn? I brought in Jacob Martin who ended the season with more sacks than Jadavion Clowney. I brought in Markavius Mark Meek on that trade, who had a big pot, uh, 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 block punt, I'm sorry, in the AFC game against the uh, Chiefs in the playoffs. Look what I've done. Look, that's like, it goes back to him wanting the official 
GM name, right? It's just, look what I've done. Don't go against me. But with that being said, Cody, there were some things that I liked. And, of course, you know, we're going to, you know, have our moment to dissect the conference. But one thing I liked out of the few was he is focused on building the team in layers, adding depth at all positions. I think that was one of the most critical parts of that entire conference is just, you know, we've had the stud receivers here. We've had Andre Johnson. We've had DeAndre Hopkins. But we've never really had consistent wide receiver production throughout the entire board, right? Now, whether that's because Will Fuller isn't on the field, whether that's because we got DeAndre Hopkins a little too late, but of course he came out and we scooped him then, but we got him a little bit too late for Andre Johnson to pair him with when they can be both of their somewhat of their prime years or whatever the case is. He did not want to rely on just one player dominant and one position which kind of brings me back to, okay, at what point do you look at, you know, either moving on from J.J. or moving J.J. inside the defensive line? But nonetheless, I like that. I think we also like that. I think the fact that he's moving forward on adding depth at every position, whether that's receiver, whether that's running back. I I do believe that in the seventh round, because this, this draft is so deep, the Texans will go get them a running back at some point in this draft. They have three seven-round draft picks. I think that's one of the, you know, and I think a, a sixth or a late fifth. But around that time, if you have assessed other, you know, uh, positions that of need in the draft, then I think they will go out and get them a running back. Uh, even with the secondary, which he also spoke about the secondary in another light, and I, I want to talk about that as well. But the depth that he's adding across the board, inside defensive linemen, all of these things matter because, as we've seen before, when when the top players are going down, J.J., DeAndre, uh, J.J., when they are going down, we have difficulty here in Houston keeping our head above water, making a way when we can. And that was my biggest takeaway from the Bill O'Brien press conference as well, that he was actually talking about something that I've been harping on ever since he went out and made that deal, got a guy like David Johnson and brought in Randall Cobbs and also um, Brandon Cooks. We have a lot of depth, but at the end of the day, it all goes back to if all these guys can stay healthy I truly do believe that the Texans can actually be better than they have been over the last two seasons. And Bill O'Brien made a good point when he said that, but he left out the biggest what if of all. You're talking about David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, and uh, Will Fuller. He he talked about it just a tad bit. Of course, you know, him being the head coach, you can't go too much in depth of their medical records, but you are still talking about three potential guys where if one or two, especially if two of those guys come out, what do you do next? Because this team is going to rely heavenly on health. Something that Johnson, Fuller, and Cooks has been, but not too much Cook. You, it's only the the concussion that 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 scares people. But especially when you're talking about Johnson and Fuller, you're talking about two guys who have really battled injuries over the past two seasons. Are the Texans deep? Yes. But how much can that depth help when you have multiple guys who cannot stay on the field at the same time? Yeah, but I think that's where the depth comes in there. I mean, 
adding guys that we, you know, thoroughly believe the Texans, at least the front office, can produce at every position. Now, the scariest of this of all is the, you know, analyzing and dissecting the wide receiver position because of Will Fuller's inability to stay healthy, the concussion situation with Brandon Cooks, even though, and I want to continue to emphasize this, Brandon Cooks has only missed two games since 2015. And then Kenny Stills and working him in. And what is the future with Kiki QT? Is there a trade opportunity out there for either one of those receivers where you can go out there and, and trade them to another team for a late round pick? And then maybe there's some receivers left on the board. Who knows? The draft is this week. I'm sorry. The draft is this week. So we'll see how that plays out. But I like the fact that he wants to add that depth only because if you, we would focus on one position like we've done so far, then eventually it's going to continue to kill us. Another thing I liked is he 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 kind of talked about, you know, and he, he, he gave a lot of credit to Tim Kelly. He mentioned Tim Kelly, but he talked about the possibility, and I feel much better about the possibility going into this year with the running backs, David and Duke Johnson, and what they can do for this offense, because it really seems like the focus, and we mentioned, we just mentioned those receivers. We haven't mentioned the tight end core, which the jury is still out on Cahill Warren. We'll see what he can do this year. Darren Fells, Jordan Atkins, but we did not mention David and Duke Johnson, what they can do for the entire offense. Duke Johnson averages around five yards per carry. And whether you want to credit him to not that many carries, I mean, he doesn't get as many carries of, of a workload back or a top-tier back, but he still runs the ball very effective. David Johnson has been amazing, uh, so to say, when he's on the field and healthy in the passing game. So has Duke Johnson. They're going to get mixed up a lot and combining to do a lot of different things on this offense. And I've mentioned it before. It will come down to Tim Kelly, but I think if the position that the Texans are, you know, lining themselves up to go towards and execute the running backs moving forward will be a essential part to this offense because of the versatility of that backfield. There's more that we have, you know, really took away from that press conference. And I think you guys should be excited as well. I know you have your doubts. I know you have your frustrations. I know you're furious about a lot of things that the Texans have done, but um, I'm not going to say, trust me. I've always really believed in, you know, essentially getting your own information and your own perspective, but we will be back with more of the press conference and our takeaways here locked on Texans. Bill O'Brien said a lot in his press conference, but John, what I took away from that is something that's not really concerning me, but it was a little bit worrisome. And that's only due to the fact that when I was sitting there listening to Bill O'Brien talk, and he talked about everything from the trade with Deion, with David Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins all the way to bringing in Brandon Cooks. I kind of do feel like Bill O'Brien is setting this up in a way to where if this does fail, it's not going to be his fault. Uh, it'll definitely be his fault. I mean, as a GM slash coach. He didn't put it that way. Yeah, uh, and we know Bill is a, um, how can I say this? He is a strategic wordist, if that's 
even the way to put that. I mean, Bill knows how to say his words and say them to help him out. Uh, you know what I liked about this conference, this press conference? Here's one good takeaway. And it, you know, it honestly makes sense. Bill O'Brien mentioned that this would be a veteran type of year due to the difficulty of the COVID-19. It'll be hard on rookies and wants to build a team with vets due to this inconvenience. And I like that. They have the 40th pick and they have more picks in the draft. But the Texas draft officially kicks off on day two. And it's going to be hard to get a lot of these guys in. It's, it's, it's been hard to interview a lot of these guys. You got to call them over the phone. You can't really get too much out of them over the phone. It's, it's, it's going to be very difficult to kind of get into the full swing of things because the unknown, unknown. We don't know when everything will be back open, you know, to get things started. And so I like the fact that he mentioned that they're bringing the veterans in. They're keeping the vets around because we do not know how everything will play out, right? And he also mentioned that, uh, well, he gave a lot of praise to his secondary, a secondary that we've been asking to rebuild. And we got we brought in Gary Young Conley last year. We brought back Vernon Hargraves. Lonnie Johnson Jr. would be going into his second year. Jo uh, Justin Reed. Uh, Jalen Watkins, um, you know, Keon Crossing, who's very good for special teams. And he speaks about the versatility of Bradley Roby, who we brought back for a three-year deal. He mentions how good each of these, you know, secondary players are at specific things that helps out the entire defense. And I like that. I like that he's giving that praise to the secondary because it lets me know that they are fully invested in fixing the issues of last year and the year before since the Texans had that top defense in the league with a secondary led by Jonathan Joseph was just on point. And now he feels like we brought in players that are very good at specific things that help out the next man on the defense. I really do like that. And speaking of defense and execution, Bill O'Brien also mentioned that the defensive line is something that they will address heading into the draft more so than the wide receiver core, which means John, he is thinking about something that you are, that you have been harping on for quite a bit, which is the future of JJ Watt. Now he did mention that the, they will look into an edge, which brings me to my next point. Nine times out of 10, their first pick at 40th is going to be an edge rusher. Coming into this draft, he is looking to add guys to help the defensive line core, especially due to the fact that this is a team that lost DJ Reader. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you know what? Great, great pointing that out. He is not satisfied with that, with that, when that, with that group of, of that unit, defensive unit, the part of the defense. And that's a great point out. Nobody is. Nobody is. No, I mean, and that's, that's, can we be real for a moment? Nobody is. J.J. Watt goes down, Whitney Merciless disappears. There is no consistent dominance without one guy. And that leads us back to the very first thing I mentioned, that adding good depth at all positions. Charles Omine, who will be back for his second year. Duke Elior will be back for his third year after missing the entire year last year. We don't know how he's going to come back next year. And I think Charles will actually, I, I'm, I'm very big on him. And this is not me being biased because he went to UT. I'm big on him. I think he can be a very good defensive 
linemen in this league, but we still need that depth. We really do. And so you mentioned it'll be an edge rusher. I also agree with that. I would not be shocked if it's a inside defensive lineman, depending on who's available. But I believe that is the two we go with. Hopefully it is an edge rusher that can cause a day one difference. And with the draft literally around the corner, we will continue to communicate with you guys. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two eyes at the end where in my name, it also has, I'm not going outside today. And uh, I'm, I'm serious outside of work and outside of walking my dog, my new dog, which I got <laughs> such a pretty boy. I ain't going outside today. Uh, but Hey, I'm happy to be back on this Tuesday. Cannot wait to rock the rest of this week. Once again, my name is Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24, where you're going to catch me and John rocking together all night until the sunlight. Hey, you know what I want to say, guys? At some point this week, we will discuss the first two parts of the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. Oh, my gosh. Boy, was it a, a, a great sight to just get started. We really haven't got on the road. We just we we just hit the highway. We haven't got on the real trip to the destination yet. And I can't wait. Until next time, guys, stay safe, stay sanitized, stay sane. Get ready for the draft. Postmate the meals. Peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.